Hello, my name is Greta Harrison. Welcome to Born Fabulous Podcast, Episode 18 of Season 2. The theme of this season is changing the world one friendship at a time. You will hear interviews with best friends. One person happens to have a disability and the other does not. This episode is the third of an eight-part interview with Micah Fialka Feldman and his best friend, Tori Cedar. Micah Fialka Feldman is well known as one of the stars of Dan Habib's acclaimed movie, Intelligent Lives. He is a teaching assistant at Syracuse University, a keynote speaker, and an author. Micah's best friend, Tori Cedar, is a graduate student working on her doctorate. She and Micah have been best friends for about six years. Tori does not have a disability. In this episode, you will hear Micah and Tori discuss humor, inclusive view, and guardianship. Please enjoy this short clip of Love is a Potion. The lyrics are by Melissa Riggio, who was the focus of episodes one through four in season one. The music and voice are by Rachel Fuller. Because you love Micah's one-liners, right? He needs to write a book. <laughs> um, I know he was already doing a book, but he needs like to have the one-liners in there. Yeah, he's really funny. And I don't even think he knows it. I don't even think he knows that his like one-liners are funny. I just think he's just, he's blunt. That's the good word. He's blunt and he's like, he he's sly. He doesn't hold things back, which I know sometimes has its cons. But um, for the most part, they, they're fine. Uh, but they're just funny. They're just things that maybe sometimes people wouldn't say. Um, and they're just like, so it, there's no, like, they're not premeditated. It's just boom. And they're, they just really make you laugh. It's, it's, it's great. It's really great. Do you have any recent examples? Yeah. So recently when I was up the last time, um, I was trying to parallel park, which is always interesting. Um, I don't need to do that a lot. I live in a suburb in New Jersey. Um, so I don't have to parallel park a lot. And Micah was helping me. So he got out of my car and was like helping me, helping direct, you know, me to get to pull the back into the space or whatever. And he successfully helped me. He was, you know, telling me to keep going, move forward, whatever. And I was like finagling on on stopping the car it was the door was locked but I didn't know the door was locked and he was trying to get back into the car but the door was locked but the window was down so it was like it was it was fine he could just simply just went in there and just pressed unlock you know as I was finagling myself and you know being my quirky self and completely just out of in in the midst of this he was like I turn over and just straight face no laughing no smiling straight face so you're just gonna leave me out here to freeze and that was, and that, um, and I was like, no, of course I'm not. Like, would you just give me a second? Like, <laughs> um, and yeah, and just things like that. I mean, even when we're running and like, I'll say something or, um, or like we'll, we'll be running at a certain pace and he's like, 
am I going too fast? We're not going fast at all. Like, I mean, like not fast at all. And it it just, you know, just very like one line, very quiet, very subtle, um, which is, which is always so great. Micah. Yeah. What is your take on this? It's funny. You're just being you, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You just call it like you see it, huh? Yep. Okay. Let's let's talk about Syracuse University. The program there is called Inclusive U. Mm-hmm. And if I'm correct, it's probably one of the top programs in the country. There's maybe about a dozen that are truly, truly, truly inclusive when it comes to a program that will have and support people with intellectual disabilities in their campus, in their coursework, in their life. There are hundreds of programs across the country, but there's only about a dozen that are really as inclusive as Syracuse is. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's Whoever wants to go first, talk about the program a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's a program for students with, with disabilities. We are able to take classes, live in the dome, do anything that any other college student wants to do. Join clubs, join groups, join anything that any other college wants to uh, do. Yeah. And the the main difference is how you matriculate, correct? Yeah. Okay. So there's so you're not getting the same diploma as everybody else for matriculation reasons, but you're doing the same thing as everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Okay, Tori, your take on it. Yeah, I could get emotional talking about it, so I will try not to. But um, I think why I get this kind of way about it is because when I started at Syracuse um, with Micah, well, when I started, Micah started before me, but I'm saying with Micah was when when I got there with him um, in 2014. Inclusive U looked a lot different than what it looks like now. Um, We were really tiny um students didn't live on campus um that was recent that that had happened it was what year was that mike was it 16 or 17 that that came into effect 16 so i was really happy that i got to see that come into effect because that was something that they worked really hard for um i think the biggest piece for me that i i feel has i think the, the thing that i'm the most proud of i guess of the programming um is the, uh, for me, when, when I was an undergrad, as a matriculated student, the organizations that I got involved in made me the person that I am. And that was, of course, Inclusive You and other things that I involved myself with. Um, um, and a big part of that was making sure that a lot of my friends in Inclusive You could also join those programs and join those clubs with me. Um, and that was something that really happened. I would say my junior year um when i when i was really pushing for a lot of my friends at inclusive you to kind of get involved in different things um and now i mean i've been gone for two years now and it's definitely something that um people are getting involved in all these different clubs and, and they're you know what started as work, like being in the sim- similar clubs to what i was to expanding into things that i don't even know about you know um and that for me has been super emotional um and i love seeing the expansion and we're getting students from all over the country and they're living on campus with us and all that stuff so it's been wonderful that's great 
Well, it's a model for so many other programs out there and a sign of how things are changing for the better. So I'm so glad that you both, I mean, Micah, you wouldn't be who you are without it either, would you? Yeah. I mean, you're a teaching assistant at Syracuse University. I want to make sure I get that point across. Micah, I would like to know what your feelings are about guardianship. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and tell me what you think about guardianship. Okay. Guardianship is like when parents have guardians and when people have guardians, um, people have to know how to take care of, like know how to change their, know how to like stand up for their rights and be able to stand up for people's, knowing how parents can like learn how to have their child be their own guardian and trying to teach parents that it's okay to take risks and and be able to learn about that. That was great. You covered a lot in that. So you're obviously your own guardian, correct? And I think the key phrase that you said there as a parent is we have to allow our kids to take risks. Yeah. Because it can be scary. Yeah. And we have to allow them to take risks. But you're talking about people being allowed to decide their own futures, right? Okay. And that's important to you. Self-advocacy is important to you, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you end up with somebody one day, because I know you want to get married, when you end up with somebody one day, you want somebody who's strong, who can do that, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Somebody who is going to be okay living independently with you, right? Yeah. Okay, Tori, what what is your take on guardianship? You're, you know, you're in the university setting. You were at Inclusive U, which I do mm-hmm. want to talk about a little bit after this question. And you sure. were, uh, you also working in the public schools. So, what is your yeah. take on it? I um, like everything else. I've learned a lot from Micah, and I um, have always been really supportive of of Micah's. Um, I guess, commitment and dedication to himself being his own guardian. Um, Of course, I understand um, parents' concerns. Um, I'm not a parent, but I know I will be one day. And I know that um, I I obviously give empathy and um, understand and, and hear out a lot of parents' concerns and wanting to be a guardian. Um, However, um, I think like echoing what Micah said, um, parenting is scary regardless. Of course, it brings on its own, as you can speak to Greta, it brings on its own trials and tribulations and worries when, um, you know, you have a child with um, any kind of, of, you know, varying ability. Um, However, I, I, I really truly think that the whole independence piece is really important. In, in their becoming their own person and finding their own identity. And um, I'm def- definitely an ally to that. And being Micah's best friend, I've, um, I've really seen how, how incredible his, you know, the things that he's done and the places where he's been in his life and the support that he's gotten in being his own um, guardian has been so incredible. And I, I love that. 
it's been so cool to watch and just from being his friend, not even, you know, being in the community or, or, you know, practicing to be a professional and working with parents and, and students and all that stuff, just being Micah's friend um, and watching him be his own guardian um, has been so, so cool. And I'm, I'm really proud of him. And we all know that there's a small percent of the population that does truly need guardianship, but it, but it's a much smaller percent than is happening. Definitely. Definitely. It's, it's a, it's a much smaller percent, just like inclusion in schools. Definitely. We need to be including 99.9% of students in schools and in, in academic courses in, uh, in general academic courses. And we're not, it's a very, very small percent that can't be included in school. And it's a very, very small percent yes. that, that need guardianship. So to, to th- those parents out there who are about that stage, you really need to research this, talk to a lot of different sources and make that decision. But Micah, and there's so many other self-advocates like Micah can tell you that they can do so much more than the quote unquote experts ever thought they could do. So Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah. Let's talk about the time that we're in right now. We're all worried about the coronavirus. And I, I, I like trying to take breaks of not worrying about it. That's good. <laughs> and that's true because we can't because we can't panic and over we can't have the TV on twenty four seven talking about it, can we? Or even the radio. So that's that's good. But you talked about how you have a text with Amanda, a group text with Amanda and Tori, right? Yeah. Is that because of what we're going on now? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. You, no. you just have that group text always. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that was already in place. It was. Okay. So that's good. So it's already in place and it just helps that you have that now. Right. Yeah. And I know you have a lot of other friends. The audience should know that when we originally started talking about doing this in 2019, I think it was five people that Micah wanted to have in this. And so then it came back to logistics of really what was going to work out. So um, Micah has a lot of close friends, and I'm sure you're texting many of those other people as well, correct, Micah? Okay, so when we go back to your friendship, part of your everyday life is you're in contact with each other. When you're going through your... This is a question really for Tori. Tori, you're, you know, up until this week, you were working in the public schools. Do you sometimes think about how something would have affected Micah or how Micah would have been in that situation? Does that ever happen to you? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a school system. I'm working, like I said, I'm working with students um, who are deaf and hard of hearing. So obviously that's, you know, it's, it's different. Um, You know, I'm not primarily working with students with, um, intellectual or developmental disabilities, but it's, it's another layer of, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make sure that our students are learning, um, ex, you know, the accessibility of, um, you know, virtually learning, um, having, um, you know, closed captioning and, and, and interpreters and all of those things. Um, so of course my mind thinks about, um, when I, when I'm thinking about my, you know, my friends that would be, you know, like Micah, you know, 20 years ago or so in or 10, 15, 20 years ago when he was going through school, um, what would this look like for, for him? Um, how would, would, would this, 
would we rely on his parents to to kind of make sure that the teaching was being done? Um, what would that be accessible? Do, like, I don't know. Where would his parents be working? How how are we making sure that every single student that we're working with every day are their IEPs being met at home? Um, are we giving them the right accommodations um, to learn at home that they would in school? Um, and of course, I mean that's what we were thinking about at school at the high school that I'm at now, and that's exactly what I'd be thinking about. Um, and then I do think about with all my friends that are definitely struggling in this time. And Micah, when you're going through your day-to-day stuff, like m- maybe when you're in Syracuse and you're going by one of the benches that used to sit down and talk to Tori on, do you here and there think about that? Oh, I wonder what Tori's doing right now. Sometimes. Yeah, I do. That's nice. And the fact that you're in daily contact too, that's, that's so heartwarming. Thank you for listening to Born Fabulous Podcast's 18th episode of Season 2. I hope you enjoyed it and want to hear more. If you would like to see this episode, it is available on YouTube and on bornfabulouspodcast.com. The friendship between Micah and Tori is a joy to see as well as hear. In Episode 19, Micah and Tori will talk about Micah's circle of support, which helps him be independent. To see some photos and videos of Micah and Tori, or to sign up for our email list, please go to www.bornfabulouspodcast.com. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, find us on Twitter at Podcast Born, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're also on Pinterest. I'd be honored if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, please enjoy this clip of Love is a Potion. The lyrics are by Melissa Riggio, who was the focus of episodes one through four in season one. The music and voice are by Rachel Fuller. Love.